live and in color from the NBC News Radio Broadcasting Studios of KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM, located in beautiful Southern California and in parallel from the Turfs Up Radio Studio in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to the Water Zone Show this evening. Uh, pleasant afternoon, good afternoon, welcome to the Water Zone. I'm your host, Rob Starr, along with our super host, Mr. Chris Davey. I hope everybody's having a great day today. Uh, Miss Chris Austin is off traveling today, so we're going we're gonna to fill in some spots for her on that, and we have a great guest coming up in, uh, in for an hour, and uh, so I hope you stick around and enjoy that. Anyway, Mr. Davey, and I always call him Mr. because he, he earns, uh, well, he, he earned my respect for him a long time ago, and I will never forget that from him. So, Mr. Davey, how are you today? I feel I, everything's awesome, Rob, and I and I uh, I appreciate the respect there. But every time you say Mr. Davey, I look around and say, "Is my dad here?" <laughs> well, part 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 of the other issue, the tru- truism, is that is when we have Chris on the phone, and then I go, "Chris, say something." She, we don't know if it's you or her. And then then the days that we have another guest whose name is Chris, we have three Chris's on, and I don't know how to how to address that. <laughs> It does. It does get tricky, doesn't it? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like it's like the guy with his brother Earl and his other brother Earl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is my brother Daryl. My other brother Daryl. Yeah. Yep. Gets, gets, so, gets confused. Yep. So let me. So what's the so Chris is traveling? Do you know where she's going? Is she? Uh... No, she has some. She has some business trips to follow up on okay. some uh, meet some uh, governmental meetings. I'm sure she'll bring back tons of information. We'll probably read about it tomorrow morning in her in her blog every day. And uh, but uh, you know she's back on the road doing that, and uh, she's doing really well. Like I said, I don't know how she puts out that much data every single day, and it's just her doing it. It's it's uh, it's utterly amazing to me. But she's a it, she's a wonder she's a wonder woman, and a and a workhorse too. I mean, you know, we we she's been on the show for a while now. We've known her uh, very well, and. And seen her in her in her true working environment, right? When she's yeah. when she's doing Mavis Notebook, and it's incredible the amount of work she gets done. I mean, that woman is like flash on the keyboard and picking this oh. thing, and ten sheets open at the same time, ten windows open, and going like nuts. She's very talented, very talented, and yeah. knowledgeable. And, and I think you know when we we see her live a couple times, but when we we saw her a couple weeks back in in Scottsdale, Arizona, when she was at the uh, American Society of Irrigation Consultants. She had them in stitches on some of the comments she was making about water and drought and the government and stuff. So uh, she's uh, she's a pretty funny lady, and we, we enjoy having her. And I'm glad she's part of our uh, our team. So how's the weather out there in California? Uh, finally, a nice day. Kind of. We got uh, we got the sun is out, right? But it's not going to last long because yet another uh, coastal low coming down from the Aleutian Islands and uh, cool it down onshore flow many more clouds some drizzle and some light rain expected sunday night through wednesday morning uh, well it's 91 right now and uh partly sunny and it's a beautiful day a little little wind about five miles an hour but it's uh, pretty beautiful and cools it cools down to the uh, low 80s and high 70s at night and uh, it's just great out here in arizona so it's so there's lots no go ahead it's going to be good. Um, thank you. Know, so let me ask you a question about Arizona. I'm going to ask you this question, Rob, because as our many of our listeners already know, you, you do live in Arizona. You're a resident um, of Arizona. And yep. there, 
there was an announcement earlier this week regarding regarding water in Arizona. I mean, it's uh, oh, and it's not an in not an insignificant one, Rob. No, Arizona officials announced Thursday that the state's not going to grant any uh, certifications for new developments within the Phoenix area, and the groundwater is just like rapidly disappearing. I mean, years years of all the water overuse, climate change driven drought. You know, they did they did a study. Well, before they, I'll, I'll tell you tell you what's happening. Uh, the Use Corporation. I don't know if uh, you heard about this. Uh, a couple months back, bought a bunch of property west of uh, Buckeye, going towards the uh, California border, west. and they plan to build or they designing to build a community for a hundred thousand homes. I mean, huge. It's like major. It's like a major complex, right? And they had to go out and get studies done and everything else. And they had to do a thing where you have to prove that you'll have 100 years of water available for the project. Well, the state says they don't, and they're, and they're arguing with that back and forth. But a new study showed that the groundwater supporting the Phoenix area likely can't meet additional development demand in the coming century. So they had uh, a big conference with uh, Governor Katie Hobbs and the state's top water officials outlined that results of that. So it's looking pretty dim for that. Uh, the study found that around 4% of the area's demand for groundwater, which is close to 4.9 million acre feet, can't be met over the next 100 years under the current conditions. And plus, there's a huge shortage that we've got going, and that's going to have significant implications for housing developments. So that's where we are. And, and just so you know, Phoenix metro area has led the nation in population growth. My city, where I live, um, it's the fastest growing city in the country right now. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, Buc Buckeye, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. call they call this section actually Verado, and I, I actually believe down down the road here they're going to change that to a separate city, and not be part of Buckeye. Buckeye's huge. Buckeye came from a huge agricultural uh, yeah. stuff yeah, south yeah. of the south of the uh, Highway Ten or Freeway Ten. It's all industrial. I mean, you've got uh, uh, the we call it uh, all, all these big stores chains. Uh, you got you got Walmart, not not stores, but warehouses for all this stuff, and uh, zero, uh, five below zero. I mean, I went there with my granddaughter, and you look in a window, and it looks like you're looking a mile down the aisles with all this automation of machines picking up stuff and delivering it That's inside right. the warehouse. It's yeah, huge. Yeah. South, yeah, yeah. Uh, north, north, north of the freeway, where all where all the housing development is, just booming like crazy, and prices prices in three years have doubled. Yeah. It seems like it's going nuts, right? I mean, it, it, they've got they've got polar objectives there because they're bringing you know, all of this industry, the chip plants, all that stuff in there, and and you've got the developers you were just talking about, and there's no way to underestimate a development of a hundred thousand homes being insignificant. No. It certainly isn't, right? No. And then no. and then they've got this they've got this strange little deal that says, okay, you got to prove that you're going to have water for a hundred years. Who can stay out that far, right? How yeah. can you? How can you? You know, how does that make sense to, to make that a proven fact? Oh, well, you know, a couple months ago we had a gentleman on who was getting a contract to develop. He had these, this development of a uh, mini uh, diesel plant. Yeah, and yeah. He was going to do three of them, and I should we should check back with him to see how that's coming because that water is going to be used for the high salinity stuff they have down on the south portion of the other side of the freeway where there's agriculture, tons of agriculture, and uh, so that that could be a big help. Uh, to reducing a lot of uh, water extraction stuff, but right now Colorado is still dim. Uh, things things are short here. Um, prices are going up for for water, 
I, I, I always see, I don't ever think water or any utility is going to go down in price, ever. No. I just don't think that that, that happens. No. How's once, they, once they raise it, you know, for whatever circumstance it is, uh, just like prices now, just like the general commodity prices that we all pay now in grocery stores and the gasoline and everything else, right? Once there's a reason, political, um, you know, whatever, reason to take it up, you, you never see it go down. No. I mean, gas Gas here, since the Saudis announced uh, they're cutting back, what, a million barrels a day, uh, and, and summer is getting here or is here, uh, the price is going to hit five bucks and more here in Arizona, and I'm sure it's going to be even more that in California. Yeah, I get it, man, for sure. Well, I'll tell you, Rob, go ahead, buddy. No, I was going to ask you, you what, what's what's happening with uh, the IA? They got some things happening? Oh, exactly. You must, yeah, I was just going to, exactly what I was going to do. You must be clairvoyant. Uh, <laughs> and, and the answer to that is, no, I'm not, and stop calling me Claire. Okay. And, <laughs> so, hey, listen, that's for, for our, uh, our colleagues and our friends uh, at the Irrigation Association, the IA. Uh, just want to do a quick mention for them, Rob, before we get to our guest for the day. Absolutely. It's going to be exciting, as you said at the top of the show. We've got him waiting in the wings, so all, all everybody excited to uh, to bring him on. But hang on just a minute, because uh, I just want to make a quick announcement, <clears throat> Rob. So the uh, IA has got a little awards program going on. You're, you're aware of that, Rob. It's called Changing yep. the Landscape Awards. So uh, any of you listeners out there, if you're, if you're in the industry, whether it's irrigation, uh, outdoor lighting, you're a contractor, um, and you've completed a, a project or, you know, you're producing some outstanding results for your clients, you're really doing well, there's a way to get rec- recognition for that and recognition that, that you absolutely deserve. And you can do that by applying uh, to win in the 2023 Changing the Landscape Awards, right? This is an annual thing that the irrigation uh, and Lighting Magazine uh, Awards Program brings. Every year they do this. Um, if you're an industry professional, you know, you can talk about your professionality, your professionality, your credibility, your exposure in the market. Um, if you want to know more, if you want to learn more, just go to irrigationandlighting.org. So that's irrigation and lighting, all one string, no dots, no uh, hyphens. Uh, irrigationandlighting.org and apply. The application's online there. You do have a time limit. You have to apply by July 1st, 2023. Yep, and it's open to any member or non-member at the moment. Exactly, open to any member or non-member. Just a a great way for people to to get some recognition, right? I mean, this is is a great program. We've seen it. We've had the IA in a couple of uh, weeks ago, and they were talking about past winners. And what it's meant for their uh, for their companies, um, so it's a, it's a good deal. Absolutely, and July Water Smart is uh, coming up as well. Exactly, Water Smart. Uh, yeah, July Smart Water Month is coming up. Uh, again, sponsored by the IA. You know what we do, Rob, as in our, in our day jobs. We've got that little um, badge that we put on our uh, signature electronic signatures on emails. It's kind of fun. It's a good. It's a yeah. great month. Oh, absolutely. 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 Well, I'm going to let you uh, get that gentleman who's in the wings. You, usually we put him in a green room, but we don't have a green room. We have a black screen on our monitors, and that's where he is sitting right now. So bring <laughs> yeah, him on yeah. in. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. So I hope, uh, boy, I hope, we, I hope he wasn't, uh, you know, expecting a bowl of M&Ms and, you know, a mini fridge full of uh, Cokes before <laughs> as yeah. he's waiting in the wings. So it's disappointing. But anyway, listen, let's go. Our guest 
today. Um, let me talk about him a bit. He's, he's an up-and-coming social media influencer, if you will. He's in our industry. Um, and we're going to find out uh, a lot about him here in just about a minute. So Rob and I, we've been following him on social media I don't know, for a while now, Rob, I think, you know, and, yeah. and we're all going to hear just how passionate he is um, about our industry, things he feels about uh, uh, himself and his brand, and we're going to cover some of the things he does. Uh, we're going to talk about some conservation issues, sustainability, smart products, the future of landscapes, all kinds of neat stuff. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, his content is everywhere these days, guys. I mean, it's visible on multi-platforms. Um, he posts multiple times a day. The content is great. It's on point. It's quick to the chase. Uh, it's entertaining. So let's meet him, okay? Let me introduce to you Justin Richard, a.k.a. the Sprinkler Dude. Welcome, Justin. Or, or should we call you Sprinkler Dude? You can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. All right, buddy. Good answer. <laughs> That's absolutely that's absolutely correct. You you fit in well here already, uh, Justin. Let's uh, let's get a little background from you, right, for our um, water zone listeners. Let them get to know you a little bit, and you know, um, I know you started in this industry back in about 2005 or so. So take us forward from there, buddy. How'd you get into this industry? I <clears throat> I was looking for a job, and one of my buddies was already doing this. Um, fixing sprinklers for a, a company here in Coral Springs where I live. And um, I met the guy. Uh, he took me out, in his, the, the guy who owned the company, he took me out in his truck for about a week and showed me how to fix a few things. And then after that week, he handed me a stack of 3x5 um, cards because technology was, that was the technology at the time of all of the addresses I would have to go to and do inspections and make repairs at. And I learned a lot of the things I know by being in the field and running into these problems and needing to figure out how to fix them pretty much on my own. Yeah. Um, from there, from there, I, um, I was working, I bounced around a couple of small mom and pop, um, operations. And then I decided to make the jump for working for a, a larger company, a national company known as Brickman. Oh, and then Brickman, yeah. Brickman turned in. Yep. Brickman turned into Brightview, And then, um, that uh, came to an end at some point, and then I went and worked for another commercial company for several years, and I was kind of just, uh, go fix the sprinklers, you know, don't really worry about upgrading anything, just get in there and fix what the landscapers broke and get out. So that was kind of boring for five years, and then um, <laughs> I went, <laughs> and then uh, my wife found an advertisement on online about uh, opportunities for growth and um an irrigation company who's focused on water conservation. And I was like, wow, now they're doing something a little bit different. And I can get on board with that. I mean, I'm sitting here just fixing sprinkler heads because somebody broke them because they had to plant a couple of plants and they only want me to fix these four. They don't care about the whole rest of the property. So, um, so I was happy to get out of that situation and start working for a company who actually um, really cared about what they were doing uh, to the environment. So um, that's that's what got me to conserve irrigation. Well, thanks for joining the show today. This is Rob. Hope you're having a good day. Um, and we're happy to have you on the show. So the interest in conservation, there's a difference between what I would think from residential to versus commercial customers. How do you see that? And, and, and where do you place the most uh, 
sense that one, one or both of them have more desire to be really conservative about using water. They're both equally concerned about conserving water. Um, convincing uh, one or the other is a little bit different, um, that conserving water it makes sense for them. When it's the homeowner, it's a lot easier to convince them because they have, a very, they have their water bill, they know how much water they use, and when you speak to them analytically about their water bill and how much um, you can reduce their water use and how much money that could save them, um, that it's, it's a pretty easy explanation to them um, about why they should be doing this. And also, I'm about to jump on a different tree limb here, but when we have that conversation, we're also having a conversation about um, matched precipitation uh, within yep. the irrigation system at their house. So we're, right. we're having a conversation about saving water, but at the same time trying to use it evenly and uniformly on their property. Um, so in the same conversation, we're telling them we can save your water, but we can also make the, the, the irrigation system work evenly and, and produce a better product for you or landscape for you. Or, um, or on they, a commercial they, side... I was just saying, are they nervous about the amount, you know, people, it's like selling them a smart controller and they say, just put this in and it's going to fix all your problems. But it's, that's, that's just a piece of component no. of a whole system. And do they, do they really grab that and, and truly understand it or it takes some time to educate them? It, my process of education is like a full blown, they get a class. When I, when I get, when I have a customer in front of me, they, I sit them down and we talk about everything that the, the controller does and how if we don't also fix the stuff in the field, that smart controller is only controlling what is, what's out in the field there. And if you have 10 broken sprinkler heads, then it's going to just save a little bit, it'll waste a little bit less water because now it's not turning on during the rainstorm. Um, right. So, um, bringing it up as an investment rather than uh, just the next cool thing you must have is a better approach to that. Um, I, you did bring up the commercial side of it. And for the commercial uh, customers, I like that uh, we have pretty much the same conversation with the water bill, but it's over the course of a lot more time. And um, we, we talk about it doesn't just go back down to the water bill, really. Uh, with the commercial customers, they're more worried about the water bill. They don't so much worry about the um, the uniform coverage and get into the aspects of that. They kind of look at you like crazy when you start talking about that stuff. <laughs> the homeowners seem to be a little bit more interested in it sometimes, but the commercial customers don't want to talk about any of that. Okay. I find that to be I find that to be true uh, as well. The homeowner seems to have a little, you know, a little, little more interest in it. Um, let, let me go back a bit to when you were working with Bright, uh, sorry, Brickman before they were uh, a Bright Group. So was was most of that work on on individual homes or you know big HOAs or did you know what kind of what what kind of client were you clientele were you working with? In the beginning with um, Brickman, it was well, it was all commercial. Um, the only, okay. yeah, the only close to residential that there was, was if it was a commercial contract with the HOA and you were doing inspections for each of the houses inside of that HOA. Uh, but you were right. doing it for the HOA, not for the homeowner necessarily. Um, with them, we were doing, uh, municipal type systems. Uh, so we did like half of a city and another company did the other half. So we did that kind of work. All right. So let's let's move on a little bit and let's talk about what you're doing, you know, these days, right? Because you've kind of created a, a brand, Justin, you know, if you will, kind of a, 
a moniker and you know at name and all that on uh, on social media, and that name is Sprinkler Dude. So you know, let's give us the genesis of Sprinkler Dude. How did that happen? Well, um, I like telling this story. I was out at a property where I needed to get a pipe under a sidewalk, and I was going to do the normal thing that we usually do: is feed it under the sidewalk with a, a mallet, and then blow it out with some water and feed another pipe through it, and then we're good to go. But I was sitting there, I was working on a poly pipe system, so I had some clamps right in front of me. I had my reciprocating saw and a pipe. And I thought, let me put all this together and use the motion of the reciprocating saw to push the pipe under the sidewalk. And then I handed my phone to the maintenance guy. I said, record this, because in case it works, I'm going to post it to Facebook and get a laugh out of it. Well, I posted it to Facebook and to TikTok. For whatever reason, I decided to do that. And it went to 2 million views on TikTok. And I was like, holy crap, people actually want to watch this? (laughs) So then I continued doing it, and um, another video went to a few million views. Another video went to a few million views. And I was like, wow, this is, this is crazy. So I kept doing it. And then people were telling me, hey, you've actually helped me. You taught me something. And I was like, oh, I love this. I'm helping people, too. And it's easy because I can help hundreds of people with a 30-second video. So that's a really awesome feeling when I get that feedback. So that's how Sprinkler Dude got started. Well, I, I, I'm sure from what I've watched or listened to, uh, it's, it's been very popular and, and growing, and we we hope that continues for you. Uh, can you can you hang on because we got to take a commercial break, and then we'll be back and, and go, go through the next segment with you. So stick if you can stick around, we appreciate that. Absolutely. So uh, we'll, we'll be back in just a couple minutes uh, with our commercials, and uh, we'll be right back. Our engineer hears that. <laughs> I don't. I don't hear a commercial. Do you, Chris? Chris, I don't hear one. Oh, all right. Well, let's let's continue. Uh, Chris, I'll let you answer. I'll give the studio engineer a give a call. Go ahead. Chris. Yep. Sorry, guys. I, I was oh. waiting for the commercial. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll prep them up since we're remote. So All go right, ahead. buddy. I put. Uh, yep, I muted my mic because I thought we we're going to commercial. So hey, Rich, uh, listen, uh, Justin, let me ask you about this the name Sprinkler Dude. I was going to do this after we got back from commercial, but we'll do it before. So where'd the name come from? Because you know, when I I got to tell you, when I first looked it up, I just you know changed Sprinkler Dude on there, and I got about four four uh, different Sprinkler Dudes. So <laughs> where'd it come from? Well, I mean, I've been called, hey, get the sprinkler dude to come over here and, and do this job over here, or the sprinkler guy. Um, my my mother would always call me dude, um, so that was kind of part of it, and I, the sprinkler dude just made sense to me. Uh, so that's why I ran with it. Um, I did, did do a little research before choosing the name, and I do know that there is a business in Arizona by the name of Sprinkler Dude. Um, but I'm here in Florida, and I like the name, so I ran with it. It's That's a great a good name. Thing. It's it, yeah, it's absolutely fast, fantastic name. I mean, you know, no no uh, gender assignments or issues with that. You're going to get in trouble. I mean, I have two daughters. They call each other dude, Justin. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, not it doesn't dead. matter. <laughs> yeah, not no. Well, just, uh, just dude. I also I also made sure to, to do the sprinkler dude name and the brand name instead of just being Justin Richards. Now, I mean, I'm in all the videos, but sprinkler dude something you would remember. So that's why I did it that way. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, we got our we got our engineer we got our engineer back. Sorry, because we're everybody knows we're remote from the studio right now. So uh, let's go to our commercial break, and then we'll be back with some more with uh, with Chester. KCAA Loma Linda. The Legacy KCAA 1050 AM and Express 106.5 FM. Water is one of the biggest expenses for communities, HOAs, universities, golf courses, and resorts. So keeping those costs under control, especially when rates are increasing while water supplies are being reduced, are often essential to a customer's survival. Managing water requires multiple skills, which is why it's been complicated and difficult until now. AquaTrack brings multiple skills and technologies together to help large system users conserve outdoor water and improve the health of their landscapes. AquaTrack's professionals are certified landscape water managers and certified landscape irrigation auditors. The company offers audit services, upgrade advice, technical expertise, and water use monitoring. We already manage irrigation water for the largest homeowner associations in Arizona, and we're prepared to bring our knowledge and experience to help others, including landscapers and designers. Give us a call and hear how AquaTrack saved one HOA some 430 million gallons of water and $200,000 in annual water expenses. AquaTrack is Arizona-based, and you can reach us at 623-594-8689. That's 623 623- Five nine four eight six eight nine. Moving up in this industry means getting the most out of each day, so you can focus on growing your business. With Site One, you're in control, and we're here to help. It starts with the right team. Our irrigation pros can help map out a complete, streamlined system that meet any requirements or regulations. And from the first dig to years after install, knowledgeable experts are available in branch or resources are available online to help find solutions specific to your needs. Next, we make sure you have the right tools to get the job done with the largest selection of top brands in the industry, bringing the latest in Wi-Fi enabled controllers, rotors, sprays, valves, and drip components. And because hard work should always be rewarded, you'll receive personalized pricing and earn loyalty points on qualifying purchases to help you grow. You're in control. Site One is here to help. This is KCAA. Well, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the second half of the radio, Water Zone Radio Show. Rock and Tongue Tied here. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Davey, along with the uh, all-knowing and ever-present uh, Rob Starr. And we're talking to Justin Richards, a.k.a. Sprinkler Dude, at Sprinkler Dude, hashtag Sprinkler Dude, and all those, uh, all those things. A great conversation. We got a lot to cover, so let's get right back into it. Uh, Justin, I've seen a ton of yeah. your posts uh, already, and we've been, you know, been looking very closely at all that stuff. They're thorough. You know, you don't cut any corners. You got full disclosure uh, on all of those things, and you know everybody knows, right, that there are are tricks of the trade, and and a lot of contractors, a lot of people in our industry use those tricks of the trade for a, a competitive advantage. But I got to tell you, man, there's no holding back for you. You're right out there with all the with all this stuff. Do you find it helpful when you're that forward with all this stuff and just disclose everything? I mean, I like it. It's great. 
Absolutely. Very early on when I started showing some of these tricks, by the way, one of the videos that did a few million views was the trick I was showing with the um, swing pipe cutters where you can put a um, swing pipe coupling in there to hold it. It was one of the greatest videos that went, was out there or that did very well. But it was um, these a lot of people came at me and were like, why are you telling everybody our secrets? And I'm like, you guys are the same people that are saying we can't find help. So maybe if we teach more people how to do what we do, they'll want to come and help us out. So if we show them that there is easier ways to do this job, then maybe they'll be more keen to come and, and help us out and do what we do. That's why I'm doing it. And um, I shrug them off when, when that kind of stuff happens. And I get more, way more people come to me and say, oh, my God, I never knew that you could do it that way. Thanks for showing me that. It's going to save me so much time. It makes my job a lot easier. I love getting those comments, and I get way more of those than the people that tell me I'm, I'm taking food off of their kids' tables, which is ridiculous. There's plenty of no. irrigation systems out there to repair. No, you know, that's that's the smart thing to do. I, you know, simple things like you take a, a paper clip, you know, the one with the spring on it, and you pull up a, a, spray, a, pop, a spray head, and you just put a clamp on there and it holds it up, and you can work on it and take the nozzle off and do all kinds of stuff. But yeah, there's so many simple little things that people don't realize that you can do. And I think what you're doing, yeah, you might be giving secrets away to other from, from other people, but you know what? People appreciate that because they they see you're not trying to you know dig on them or 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 uh, you know charge them for something. Uh, you're giving them some free advice and free help, and I think that's that's a good thing. But let me let me go back to the, some technology question. Where do you, do you think the current offering from plethora of manufacturers that are out there are, are providing the right equipment for true water conservation? Yes. However, they there there always are going to be improvements that can always be made. Um, the the one that sticks right now to me would be moisture sensing. If we can get a really good moisture sensor out there that that is easy to, to install, that works well, um, that would be a great technology. But the current set of technologies that we have are great. I remember being 10 years ago uh, saying, I wish we could just use our phones to turn on the irrigation system. Well, we can now. That's a, um, that's a helpful advantage. Um, these weather-based controllers are, are very helpful in managing the water. Um, having to drive out to somebody's house to adjust their controller for them for the season. I mean, I know seasonal adjust is great. Um, it works somewhat. In Florida, we have crazy things happen, so the weather-based controllers definitely help with uh, the, the crazy different changes in weather we have here in South Florida. Do, hey, do let, me, let me get back to the, the first question we had. You know, you were asking about the tricks and the traps and all that kind of stuff, and <clears throat> why do, you know, why do we keep that, that uh you know, tricks of the trade and stuff so close to the best and, you know, don't, don't expose it to everybody. I got to tell you, man, and I, I, I think for sure, Richard, I mean, uh, Justin, you absolutely understand this because because this, uh, the industry's, you know, lack of skilled labor force, right? It's, it's, it's been a challenge for a while. Do you see that in your neck in Florida as well and in your job? Absolutely. I see it here. I speak to people all across the country, so I hear about it all over the place. Um, I was just having a conversation before this show about this exact topic and how hard it is to, to get employees to come in. So some people are um, transforming some um, lead um, mo crew people 
into irrigation technicians because they're they're great uh, leaders in that role. So they want to bring them into the irrigation role if they're able to do that. Um, the, there's a lot of uh, hiring uh, problems around the country with in, within our trade. And if we can, one of my goals with Sprinkler Dude, and the reason why I'm doing so many things on social media is that's where all the younger people are at. If we can put this in front of them and they scroll through all these, you know, good videos of other stuff on the internet, and they get to one about sprinklers that's entertaining, and they're like, oh, wow, that actually looks kind of fun to do. Maybe we'll get more people in our industry to come work with us. I agree. Couldn't be be couldn't agree more. Rob and, I, Rob and I are big fans, by the way. We had an, uh, a guest on, it was several weeks ago now, about uh, talking about trade schools and things like that. Why don't we have more of those, right? Um, and we went through a whole, a whole plethora of questions like certification and should you be licensed and all that kind of stuff, right? So, I mean, you and I could probably talk about that for, for a long, long time. But did you, I, I'm just going to make another comment on the videos and the posts that you do seem always to be focused on education. And I, and, and I, I got to, I've got to ask you, that's, that's got to be delivered, isn't it, Justin? It, it absolutely is. That's one of the, the three values I hold to Sprinkler Dude. It's education, innovation, and conservation. So I'm talking about one of those three things in some form or another. Once in a while, I'll throw in a funny video so we can make everybody laugh. But for the most part, I'm following those three. Well, if you do, if you, I, I love the fact that you mentioned you put in a funny, funny video because I've, because uh, I've seen them, especially the one where you opened the van door the other and what said, "What the heck?" There's some good stuff in there. So, do you, uh, man? Do you have a blooper rule? Uh, roll? I mean, you know, do you have a blooper reel? I, I should. I have a bunch of footage that is just sitting on my iCloud that I haven't done anything with. I probably could put together something funny. Maybe I should. It, it yeah. might be a good, I, you know, I know there's got to be some of there, right? The risk of being on social media is, is just that. It's a risk of exposure. You know, you're out there and you're going to get critics as well as people who give you, who give you the thumbs out, the thumbs up, right? Um, yeah. Any good stories of people who have called you out, Justin? Yeah, actually, um, in one of these irrigation groups, and I and uh, if the guy's listening, I'm sorry, but um, he goes by the name Sprinkler <laughs> King, and it, this that's what makes the story so funny. I forget exactly what he called me out on, but he was wrong, and everybody in that same group jumped on him, and he's like, "You're supposed to be the Sprinkler King, and you're telling Sprinkler Dude what to do." And like, it was a whole bunch. Of, I, I wish I could remember what it was he said, but he said something wrong. And uh, just everybody jumped on him. And I, the, I didn't ask for that, but everybody did it. Um, so I, I help out a lot of people, and that's what comes of that. I, people message me privately, and they ask me questions about things that they're dealing with in the field, and I'll walk them through it. I do it all the time. People don't see that in public, but I answer tons of private messages. That's great. How do, how do you see the you know the water agencies to promoting conservation? What are, they, are they doing enough in, in your territory? They do have a rebate program in Broward County where I reside. And um, if you upgrade all of the spray heads on your uh, irrigation system to pressure-regulated spray heads, you, you get uh, a chunk of money back. If you upgrade the controller, you get a chunk. I think if you upgrade everything, you get a little bit bigger of a chunk of money back. Um, and I'm talking hundreds of dollars here. Um, it's, that's the one way that they are promoting it here in Florida. I wish they would promote it a little bit more. Um, that is something that in the whole vast plan of things that I'm trying to do uh, will be something I, I will be trying to do. They don't, they 
there's codes for ear, uh, for rain sensors around here, but nobody's enforcing it. Mm-hmm. So what's up with that? So well, I wanted we to had, look into. I was going to say in California, we had a law passed in 2012 about smart controllers, and they still haven't mandated it yet. <laughs> well, um, smart controllers and rain sensor. Oh, now that's a whole other story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that is that is true. That is true. So hey, so. Um, um, uh, is, is one last question I have is is, is 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 drip conversion getting more popular in Florida? Mm, not in my area. Um, just not in my area. Uh, I wish I could see more of it. That's fun. I like it. Yeah. But I don't. I, I don't see it uh, as much as maybe further out east by the by the water more. But none of none of the properties that I'm maintaining at the moment. Sorry, Chris. I didn't mean to step on you for that. No, no, no worries, Rob. I was gonna, I was gonna kind of shift. I mean, there's tons of stuff to talk about, and we're not, we're not gonna have enough time to cover everything, I'm sure. And Justin, you're you're just a great guest to have on and talk to. But I want to shift a little bit to, you know, one of the things you're, one of the other things you're doing these days with uh, conserva irrigation. But don't forget at the end at the end here before we sign off, I'll give you a chance to talk about your new website and where people can uh, uh, can talk to you. But you know, kind of give us the 30,000-foot view of your role and your relationship with Conserva, if you would. And then well, talk, I started and talk, as an, talk about what Conserva is for our listeners, because they may not know. Conserva Irrigation is an, an irrigation-only business. So there's a lot of businesses out there that do both landscaping and irrigation. We focus on irrigation because that's what we're experts in. Um, but we also we, we, we look at irrigation through a different lens, through conservation. We were, and through proper practices in irrigation, all of our irrigation technicians are put through the IA CIT program within the first 60 to 90 days of employment. And uh, so you're getting a certified irrigation technician at your house. Um, one of the reasons, or one of the things that Conserva does or is doing in our industry is kind of being the leader uh, in our industry as, a, um, as somebody to follow, a uh, method to follow having everybody look very professional, show up to the job, and actually treat all the properties like you own the property uh, by laying down tarps and doing things like that. Uh, Conservative Irrigation is, is an irrigation company focused on water conservation. If I just um, bottled it down into that one little sentence there. What was the other question? No, I just wanted to, uh, to explain what, what uh, Conserva was and how, and, how they, and how they work in your interface and... and uh, but they're and they're, oh, they're, they're 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 a national company too, correct? Yes, we are. Uh, it's a franchise company, so there's franchises all over the country, um, each individually owned. So each operation runs very similarly, but they're they're all owned by uh, different individuals. Um, there, I couldn't tell you how many there are across the country now, but it is definitely man. I can't I wish I had a number on hand. I don't want to say the wrong number, but they're, they're, no, we're no, all the way across the country. No, no, Excuse no me? problem. No, no problem. Uh, um, but yeah, we're a nationwide company. It's um, it's awesome. We're growing really fast. Yeah. So with your, your million, two million viewers, you know that's enough to get voting power. So suppose <laughs> they all put your votes together, and and your governor, uh, DeSantis, made you the czar of water in. Florida, what would you think are the top three things that you would attack first or need to be fixed? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, 
Well, I, I mentioned it earlier. I guess it might be more of a pet peeve than anything, but if we're going to have um, laws and regulations, maybe we should enforce them um, and and actually have, uh, yeah, just enforcement. You know, if an irrigation person shows up at your house and you don't have a, a weather sensor, you need one. If um, and That's maybe the wrong way to say that. But, um, yeah, just enforcement of what's already been written in law. It just seems like these things are there, but nobody actually enforces anything. Um, maybe, well, Florida hasn't seen any of the pressure regulation yet, and I know it's probably coming soon. I would get that rolled into here because pressure regulation helps the nozzle perform the way it was designed to perform. And if you're throwing that into a non-pressure regulated head, you're taking chances and the nozzle won't perform the way that you, you expected it to perform. Um, so pressure regulation is another important one for Florida. And then um, it's, now everything I'm going to talk about is going to be irrigation related, not, not necessarily just water in general. But the other one would be uh, water safety. There, I don't know why in South Florida, but there are AZBs everywhere when there should be at least some kind of backflow. An atmospheric vacuum breaker isn't enough. So that would be another thing that I would change. But I don't know why that's like that in the first place, other than maybe low cost of building the house. Yeah. I, I know as manufacturers, Chris and I and others in our, in our company, sit around and, and discuss what we think is going to be the future of landscapes. What, what is it out in your territory? Oh, they're building like crazy out here. So green spaces are shrinking rapidly. Um, I would say that we're going to see a lot more green spaces in places that we don't normally see them in South Florida, on rooftops, inside places, um, because they just keep building in, on top of everything. Um, I think, yeah, that's that's where I think things are going. Um water regulations are coming in so i do see like things i said prior pressure regulation will be coming in um everybody at the, in the next five or ten years will be on a smart irrigation system but uh, actually i want to uh, talk about smart irrigation systems for a second um yeah. they're weather-based controllers not smart controllers yeah i just wanted yeah, to say that because it well it's you know, you got smart thermostat. It's just, it's not what it is. Um, it's a weather-based controller. That's what it is. But I guess for marketing reasons, I get why they do it. I do things for marketing reasons, too. Yeah, the well, consensus is when people term use the term smart irrigation, I think it gives a false connotation and a false sense of um, uh, of doing, right, for the owner. Because they think, smart, yeah. well, it's going to do it itself. I can keep my hands off it. I don't have to touch it, and nothing can be can be less true than that, right, uh, Justin? I mean, you know, it's just it's really misleading Absolutely. term, honestly. Absolutely, and that's why I like calling them weather-based controllers. And I, I when I have the conversation with the customer, I start with the normal terminology, but I tell them why I call it that, and they make that kind of makes the customer appreciate what they're buying a little bit more. Like it's a smart controller, that's what everybody else calls it, but it's really a weather-based controller, and this is why. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Let me, let me just post a bit on, on the conserver conversation a little bit. Um, you know, we've had, we've had Russ John on the show here, right? He's been on here uh, uh, a year ago or so talking about how he founded Conserva and the story behind that. And, uh, 
you know, let me ask you, with all your experience and, you know, 2005 until now, almost, you know, 18 years coming on to two, two decades, um, what made you choose the, the, the uh, conserver role versus say, hey, I got all this experience. Why don't I just make Sprinkler do the company? I like to teach, and I can't run a business and teach people at the same time. I don't, I mean, maybe it's possible for somebody else, but I don't see myself being able to do that as thoroughly as I do it now. So I wouldn't be able to run my own franchise. That conversation has come up a couple of times publicly with uh, followers of mine asking me, why why do I work for somebody else? Why don't I just do this for myself? I, I like to teach, and I'm working for a company that is doing good things for the environment. They're setting the example in the industry, so it's the uh, best of both worlds, in my opinion. <laughs> no, oh, I, mean, I think you're exactly right. Right, as you explained it, I'd you know I'd rather be out in the field training and teaching, and you know, help, helping people to learn and become uh, valuable to this industry rather than being inside in an office and I, I think, as you put it, chasing checks and permits and leads and. You know, whatever. I get it. It's absolutely the. It's absolutely fits you best. Well, Justin, as as a person who gets dirty in the in this business, I mean, meaning you get down and down into the nitty gritty of things and understanding and teaching and all of that. What do you see is lacking, or what 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 could be some improvements in products, the technology that's out there that you think might might help uh, using water more efficiently? Hmm. Improvement in the current product, or or, or or a product that's in your head that isn't designed yet. A product what in my it? head that isn't designed. Well, yeah. the- <laughs> I had a crazy idea earlier today that I don't think would work because all right, so maybe a moisture sensing sprinkler head, but then that wouldn't work because the sprinkler head would then wet itself and then. I, I don't know why I had that thought earlier today. It's funny you asked that question because I did think about that like a couple of hours ago. It's a cool idea if they had a moisture-sensitive sprinkler head. Well, that probably wouldn't work, though. Um, well, I'll t- well, I'll tell you how my wife used to waste the water. When the dogs would bark out in the backyard and they wouldn't stop, she turned on the remote to get them wet, and then they stopped. <laughs> so a motion detector uh, might, might, might be a good thing. Or, or, you know, they have these things for animals, you know, like for raccoons and stuff. When they come on, the lights turn on. and do all these crazy things, but, you know, maybe that's something that's unique. Maybe wireless, wireless valves? Yes, uh, there I've, I've seen and heard about, and, um, yeah, that's, that's coming along. Yeah. Wireless valve technology is coming along, and it will be very helpful. I mean, if you don't have to track wires in the field, um, but then the wireless technology comes with its own set of uh, problems, too. So you'd yeah. be now looking for brick walls in your way. Um, or depending on how the communication is happening. Or using water to generate, say, on a golf course, uh, with all the plumbing that it has, a way to generate uh, electricity. That is a fantastic way, yeah, with a turbine inside the pipe. Yep. See, we can create all kinds of stuff. That's that's why I like talking to people like you, because we we can come up with some great ideas, and, 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 and people think, ah, you know, we never thought of that. This could be an awesome product. And it could be a good uh, water conservation thing. And, and that's, that's what I think all companies have to do to get to the next point. Because everybody has similar things that do, you know, we each have our own little niches. But uh, just imagine coming up with something pretty outstandingly unique. I think that would uh, turn the whole water industry on its head. Well, Walla Walla did that. 
No, go ahead. I was going to say, um, was it Nelson Walla Walla did that with the empty rotator at the very beginning? Exactly, yeah. And that's where Chris so, I mean, came that from. Was, <laughs> yeah. That, that was my old job, buddy. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, with the... Yeah, yeah, with the empty rotator, that was my, that was a, that was a, a, a job uh, back a while. But Rob, I want to remind you, and Justin, you'll like this too. A while ago, we had somebody that was uh, we asked the same question. You know, what about silly ideas and stuff like that? And this guy had an irrigation zone, um, not for irrigation, but it was hooked up to a motion center sensor. And and if it when he switched it on when they went to bed at night. If somebody was to sneak up their driveway or across the, through their bushes, it would sense them and turn off the sprinkles. Orbit sells one of those right now on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it hooks up to your garden hose. That was something I actually called Hunter about to see if I could figure out a way to hook that up to a hydrowide controller. <laughs> <laughs> I did try to figure out how to do like a, a motion sensor type thing because somebody was having somebody walk across their yard in the middle of the night and they didn't want that to happen anymore. So they wanted a motion yeah. sensor and I couldn't figure yeah. out how to do it. So. <laughs> well, let's, let's kind of get back to the straight and narrow here, right? Lose our senses. I want to ask you about, you know, we talked a little bit about how customers are starting to use new irrigation technologies and smart controllers, whether or not we like the name smart or not, doesn't make any difference. Mm-hmm. But in your, in your work, specifically where, where you work and your experience, do you, do you see the customers adopting the new irrigation technologies and finding them okay, okay to work with? You know, because I know you work with a lot of homeowners and stuff like that. What's your feeling? Oh, absolutely. Homeowners are, are open arms about this. Um, we, we talk to them about, like I said earlier in the show, we talk to them about how much money they're spending on their current water bill and how much they could be saving if they changed it to this other technology, talking about um, high-efficiency nozzles or the empty rotator nozzles. Um, a lot of customers are already accustomed to having everything at their fingertips from the garage door opener to the fan in the room. So why not the sprinkler system? Um, so it's actually a lot easier of a conversation than most people think. Um, I know my, uh, franchise sells a whole bunch of, we sell more smart controllers and I'm calling them that because that's just the general term than, um, than standard digital controllers. Well, so, let me ask you this: Is is are you getting any help from uh, like water agencies and stuff in in the areas where you work? You know, do they do outreach, education, rebates? Are you seeing that as well? I'm not, but I can work on that in my area, and I probably will. Some, and if, that if you there want is, to I might sure, not right? know about it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to give you a chance to talk about your website because I know it's pretty new, right? I mean, it's something you developed just over the you know last couple of months or so. Actually, over the last few weeks, um, I had this idea right. to make a website, and a bunch of people reached out to me and offered to help me out with it. And then, being a knucklehead that I am, I went out and figured it out for myself. <laughs> I developed my own website. It's uh, sprinklerdude.org. Um, it, it, what you'll find on there, you'll find links to all of my social media so you can watch all the videos that I put out there. But more importantly, I have, um, some, a link section for every state in the United States that I personally went through and checked every single link to make sure they all work. And if you go to your state, you'll find licensing resources, educational resources, just a plethora of resources for each state in the United States. 
I put that together because I get asked a lot, hey, I'm in this state, where do I go get licensed? And then I would go find the link form and I would send them the link. Now I have an entire page on my website where people can go and look for their state and find all these resources. Um, on another uh, link on my website, you can find a whole bunch of resources to a bunch of different educational platforms. Um, the Irrigation Association, I don't think, is listed on there, but by the end of tonight, it will be on there. I'll, I, I just think I didn't put it on there now that I'm thinking Good about it. But they'll, they'll, they'll end up on there if they're not already. They may be, but I, I'm not 100% sure. But I'll get them on there. Um, so, yeah, just a bunch of educational resources and a bunch of resources to each of the states in the United States. And that's just the beginning. I'm going to find more stuff out there to, to put together, like these rebate programs. I just had an idea talking to you guys. Maybe I can put together um, a, a page of all the rebate programs around the country. Yep. And we can help you with that if you need some information. We have, a, we have all that yeah. data. Yeah, we have Beautiful. Can. Then I'll reach out. Yeah. All right. Hey, well, Justin. We, this is awesome. I wish we could do a little bit more, but uh, we have to relinquish it to NBC News because they're bigger than we are. <laughs> and uh, we, we do appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'd love to have you back and talk more about some, some of the challenges and things that you've seen in irrigation and how you resolve them and what people can do to, to get more smart. So we appreciate it on my half. I, I, I thank you very much for being a guest on our show. I just had three F-15s fly over my house. Wow. <laughs> Didn't, you didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. No. Well, right. I'll tell you what, Justin, uh, absolutely great to have you on the show. I know you're on a bunch of other uh, platforms as well and do a bunch of podcasts. You have a YouTube channel, so I'm going to ask our listeners to kind of look you up and see what they can find. But for now, we got to go. And Rob and I always Thanks. say to our listeners, what do you say, Rob? Please help keep our planet blue because if you like green, you can't get there without blue. So thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thank you, Justin. Thanks Chris, thank you very you much. All right. All right. Good Have night. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk to you next week. KCAA Loma Linda. The Legacy KCAA 1050 AM and Express 106.5 FM. NBC News Radio. I'm Brian Shook. News Media.